good time of the day, whatever time of the day it is that you have decided <laughs> to give this a listen. I hope it's a great time of day for that. Yeah, whatever time of day we really do hope it is. So this is uh, the PNA Podcast Express. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is episode C eleven two four mm two zero nine eight seven eight. Yes, thank you. Nine eight seven eight. Unofficially, officially nine eight seven eight. That's right. That's right. So remember that that number means nothing. Uh, it could be a catalog number to your Chili's coupons that you uh, well that you keep. Part of that, uh, part of that uh, episode number I gave you was actually the date with Roman numerals thrown in there. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, <laughs> you know, it originally started out because we did it on 1110. Right. And then episode 9876. Yes. So it's kind of built from that. Yeah. So this is episode, like I said, C1124 C1124 MM20. Nice. 9876 or whatever. Yeah. Very, very nice. <laughs> very, very nice. So I left here last week. And I immediately knew the topic? What, I want, what I wanted to talk about today. That's why you're taking then, the lead tonight. I and like then it. I did not really think about it at all. At all? No, no thought. I, I blanked on it completely. No thought. So just I, I have the what triggered this. Coming in hot. I yeah. love it. But I have no other thoughts on the subject. Okay. In, in keeping with our theme of not thinking about anything. And we have not discussed this pre-show, obviously, because that would kill the whole vibe yes. of the show. Correct. Correct. So... I left here. Okay. And as you know, the spot that we do things at, there was, there are train tracks right outside here. There are train tracks, yes. And I kind of have a bugaboo because I've had, so this this whole thing <laughs> is going to be, okay. you know, we're going to talk about some bugaboos tonight. All right, bugaboos, I like I, it. I hit one. I have a thing, and I left, I left here, um, I've had this happen to me before. Okay. When I, when I leave a location or I cross train tracks, there's a parked train sitting there. Yes. Absolutely freaks me out. I noticed I that last it. week. I did I, notice. It. The I, lights were on on the parked train, too. Yeah, two. Yes. Like one high, one low, and it's just like, that thing would just eat my car alive. <laughs> and it, it, it freaks me out. Much the same way, I kind of, I don't like things that make me feel small. Right. You know, I, I've always been a big guy. So you wouldn't be a fan of a Tyrannosaurus Rex then or something like that? No, I can't say I would be. Okay. I, I would be from a distance. Okay. I like watching a train go by when I'm okay. a, a quality distance away. Okay. And Well, that makes sense because it's smaller. Right. Right. But like when I'm, when I feel like that thing could overtake me. Yeah. Oh, it just, it just gives me the willies. It really just gives you the tingles, huh? Yeah. Just kind of... I feel the same way. You ever swam next to a really big boat? Mm, yes, but it's been a long time. But I'm not a real big I, swimmer. But yes. I, ha- I hate that too. Yeah. I get the same exact feeling. So See, now I did get freaked out once we were out on the lake in the boat and we pulled up beside a freighter. And that made me feel very insignificant. Yeah. Well, my brother and I were actually one time on the St. Clair River. Uh-huh. And he had this little like restored 1950s wooden boat. You like know, a Chris Craft or some yeah, shit. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're sitting out on the river just lounging around, <laughs> and I, I happen to look up. You know, I'm all kicked back, got a beer. <laughs> I happen to look up, and I'm like, hey, what's that light up there? <laughs> and he looks up, and he just gets up and starts trying to start it. Just hauling and, ass. And so we finally got it started, and it was a freighter coming down the river, and we had to... <laughs> and you were in the channel? <laughs> yeah. And we... We had to like, well, we were actually down in St. Clair, like where the power plant is. We right. were under the, under the power lines. We were actually taking fluorescent bulbs and seeing if they would glow. Oh. And they would. Um, for anybody, <laughs> Sounds like a useful activity. Yeah, for anybody who's wondering about that, they will. They'll glow. Um, 
so I, we're we're sitting there, and he had to like turn the boat and go into the wake of the boat because it would have capsized us in such a big hurry. <laughs> so, so this train really got to you. That train sitting on the tracks. I wonder why it was sitting there. I don't know if it has to do with the deep piling station close by, or well, you know, or I, what it is. It was going by. I left here one night. I think probably before we even started doing the podcast, mm-hmm. I left here and it it went through and only had like three cars hooked to it. Yeah, you know. So I was like, well, what's that about? You know, what's it delivering in Deckerville? And then I, <laughs> I thought, obviously, it brought enough for everybody. <laughs> so That is correct. <laughs> so, you know, it, I, uh, I, I just, I, I left here, and it just, it, it rattled me. Dad, because it was whole, so close, too, was so to the close. intersection. It was, yeah, it's like, I, it kind of shocked me. I looked out my window, and it's like, why are you there bothering me, standing over me like that? So things that make me feel small, sometimes I look up at the stars and I think about the vastness of the universe, and it both makes me feel extremely insignificant, which depresses me more, or sometimes it makes me feel better in the comfort of knowing no matter how bad I fuck things up, the universe is vast and it really doesn't matter. It's pretty forgiving if yeah. you think about it. I mean, The universe know, is very forgiving. The ripple effect of whatever you could do here is probably not going to go very far out it's there. It's not going to be felt for very, very, uh, like you said, very far away. Right. So, yeah, the, you know, and another thing that always bothers me is the fact that Star Wars took place a long, long time ago, and their technology was so much more superior to anything we have even today. It really blows my mind. So I think about the universe, I look at the stars, and these are the things that cross my brain. Uh, but that train would trigger that, too, because I would think, what is this monstrosity doing in my space? That, I must look up at the stars and think about how all those characters in Star Wars have been dead for thousands of years. So if I feel that way about a train and like getting up close to a large boat or something like that, yeah. how would I feel if I was in space in my small like Jetson spacecraft and I had to go by like a star destroyer could you yeah could you imagine being in space being caught in a tin can floating in space like the outside of that thing like it's not like nothing on earth because here if you're trapped inside of something at least the environment outside isn't trying to kill you in space the environment outside of that tin can will and can and will kill you yeah yeah it it you know space is i don't know if i want to go to space I've thought about it. You know, when I was younger, I did. But I think that, uh, I mean, cabin fever would set in big time. I mean, think about those people that are on a space station. I mean, they're not even allowed to properly pass gas for the whole time they're there. Exactly. I mean, wouldn't that start to wear on you a little bit? Not even be able to fart proper because you're in space. And it probably wouldn't make a noise. (laughs) You know, who knows? Yeah. You couldn't light it. (laughs) Well, you know, you just, you know, that's one of my hobbies, so... (laughs) Well, I, you know, along that whole line, I think if I, as I've pictured in my head, being in my Jetsons luggage spacecraft uh-huh. and going up next to the Star Destroyer, I think because I could see around the whole thing, okay, it wouldn't bother me. Right. What Part of what bothers me with a big boat is there's a whole lot of that boat you can't see. That's true. And so. it could be sharp and jagged. It could have, like, you know, little creatures hanging onto it and muscles that would cut you all up. I and mean, don't forget about the huge propellers at the back of this craft, oh, too. Oh, dear God, you're killing me. Yeah. Those you things know. would just, I mean, they'd make you into, like, sliced bologna in a hurry. Oh, yeah. You ever, like, you know, a hamburger grinder. Yeah. Except in the water. You'd just be instant chum. I was a little morbid, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, you, 
yeah, it's, even fishing. Like we go down to St. Clair, St. Clair River, and sometimes those freighters will go by, and you'll be 150 feet away, but it's still you're like you're on shore, and you're like, holy Christ, looking up at this thing. It's yeah. massive. Well, when my brother used to live in St. Clair, we used to be idiots and jump off the boardwalk into the river. Yeah. And you had to, like, come up on the break wall and climb up the break wall. And I didn't like that because you couldn't see whatever was under the surface of the water. So it's a leap of faith. It, it is. And, and then you're trying to get a ladder and climb up the ladder. And is there a rung down here below this water? I don't know because I can't see it. Right. So I'm just grabbing onto the ladder and hoping that there's something to get my feet on to climb up and hoping it doesn't cut the hell out of me. So th Dang. there was a lot of trust there. That is a lot and of trust. Maybe this hasn't really gotten worse of, as I've gotten older. I, this is something that, or and it hasn't gotten better either. This is something that has always bothered me. Right. Will probably continue to bother me forever. And so, you know, it just uh, it's just one of those things. When I left here, I thought that is something that has to be discussed about bugaboos. Yeah, it's a huge bugaboo. And... I <sighs> You're right. Feeling insignificant because of the vastness of the size of something. Very astounding. Um, when you think about the size, I know we see the moon, but we can't comprehend how big the moon truly is because of perspective. It's like the size of a quarter most of the yeah, time. Yeah. You know, Except it's pretty for once every, like, 1,200 years when that email comes around or the meme on Facebook that it's going to be closer. And you can stand your brooms up, NASA says, and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, all that other hoax hoaxy, yep. folksy BS. Huh. I, I guess Jupiter and <laughs> Mars, or I can't remember what it is. Jupiter <laughs> and something are supposed to be closer than they have been in 800 years well, here soon. I, You can't tell visually to look to know that they are closer <laughs> than they have been. Via the naked eye, you cannot right. tell. You know, I like, just love these things. These people tell you all these things. They're like, uh, well, so-and-so, this is close. And this. I'm like, uh, why is everything going so weird right now? Well, it's because the moon and Mars and Jupiter and Pluto have aligned, and they're all stuck up Uranus. Yes. You know? Which, you know, I've seen Uranus in a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Lowbrow humor. Let's move on. <laughs> that was terrible. I liked it, though. So, but think about the vastness of space, and I know we've touched on this a little bit before. Um, it, it's just so wild to think. And we talked about a, a little bit of, uh, you suspected somebody was an alien last week. Not, not an illegal person in the country, but an alien, like, from another planet right. or galaxy. Right. I suspect you know, that we, we'd be fools, I believe, and very uh, something-centric to believe that we're the only life forms, intelligent life forms, in the entire vastness of the universe, though. Yeah, I mean, you and I are not the most intelligent life forms <laughs> in, like, well, even with Probably not even in this bar, yeah. <laughs> we flip-flop through the whole podcast to who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's the lower life form. Who's going to say dumber things? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's, you know... It's just so funny because you wonder if the stories and everything about people getting abducted by aliens, and they always tend to be like people with maybe, I'm not picking on anybody, but seem to be lower IQ people maybe, and they tend to fit a certain stereotype, like living in the country all on their own. Yeah. You wonder if part of that is, uh, I mean, is the answer in the question here? These people actually live in the middle of nowhere. They're not the most intelligent. They probably drink like a sailor. And you're going to start to see shit. I mean, I do too. I mean, great. Sailors drink. <laughs> now my whole, I have a whole different fear of big boats now. <laughs> no, you're, you're correct. A lot of these people, you know, um, you know, you ever seen the first Men in Black? Yeah. The Edgar suit? Yes. You know, the, that's, 
that's kind of the <laughs> the atypical. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I uh, I was in the middle of beating my wife. And, uh, <laughs> I got down there with my shotgun. Yeah. And what the, the dog, hell, man? The dog got in my way and I kicked it, and then this uh, extraterrestrial came about. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite lines of that whole movie is a throwaway line at the end where they're like, oh, Dennis Rodman's from that planet. And then she just says, hmm, not much of a disguise. Where, where in the world <laughs> did the whole probing thing come from? Because like, I don't was the know. first guy like, no, I got to have something that makes this sound credible. <laughs> yeah, they stuffed shut up my ass. You know, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they were totally curious about that, and they just went to town. You know, th- did that make the whole story better? I, I well, I, it's a sensationalistic stuff. I'm <laughs> looking for what'll get me the most response. Oh, they, they were probing my, up, up my anus all the time. They were very curious. A lot of, lot of shiny things up there. <laughs> I told them I've been swallowing nickels as uh, I've been using myself as a human piggy bank since 1957. <laughs> You know, they let me keep some of this stuff, too. <laughs> Want to see it? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just have to wonder about that, though. Yeah. You know, what, what, made, what made that make the story better? The lore, the legend, the everything. I mean, I often wonder, too, because some of the ancient, ancient you know, writings on cave walls and things like that, they've said they've found some with, like, weird other characters, like they assumed were aliens. Maybe they were just bored. Maybe they're like, "Oh fuck, I'm tired of I'm tired of, you know, carving lions dragging away people on the wall. Maybe let's let's make something up, you know? Maybe being in the hot sun ex- all day experimenting with, you know, God knows what they were growing in the <laughs> desert to uh <laughs> to intake and being in the hot sun, maybe that makes you see a guy with a dog's head. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Or a green man. I mean, no, man, he wasn't green. It was just the peyote you were on, dude. What, what in the world brought on the Sphinx? That's a fantastic question. Uh, I've often wondered that. I mean, the pyramids, the Sphinx, the everything. Like, some of these wonders of the world. Like, how the hell did these come about? And uh, I know the pyramids. I mean, the pyramids, obviously, uh, that was just through sheer slavery and Jewish labor, unfortunately. But it's weird. Yeah. They're, they're marvels. They, they literally are. And I know that a lot of people are like, aliens. And I know yeah. that was the rage for a little bit. I mean, it's funny how it, as a society we go in these, um, we have these little pockets of things that are, are interesting to people. And for, for a while it seems to be like, it's aliens or it's zombies or it's that the earth is flat because those people are fucking morons. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. The people hm. on the space station know. Yeah, I mean they might not they be able have to all fart the up there, but they they know the Earth is not flat. That's right. They may not be able to fart like Billy Bob over here that thinks the Earth is flat, but they know the Earth is round. If it was flat, they'd be like, "Man, twice a day the Earth disappears. It just it yeah. just becomes a line, it's and like, then all of a sudden it's there again. It's like flipping a damn coin. Yeah, but what I'm, are we gonna get? Heads or tails? <laughs> you know, and then they probe me. <laughs> Boy, you even pulled a quarter out of there and then you flipping it around. I called heads, it was tails. That earth disappeared in the middle of being probed and then was right back there when they were done. I don't know what happened. And they dropped me off in Australia. I said, Ippy dippy doo dang, what am I going to do with a koala bear and a fucking kangaroo? Oh, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good joke. The start to a pretty good joke I there. I think so. I think there's some bones there. I had a nine iron and a koala bear. And <laughs> By the way, my friend from Australia drives him nuts. 
that Americans, uh, we call them koala bears because he's like, no, man, everywhere else in the world, they just call them koalas. But here in the States, we call them koala bears. That's a weird distinction. And are they actually a bear? No, they're not. That's a thing that we've adopted here in the United States where we call Damn. them koala bears. So he's always like, they're goddamn koalas. And I'm like, okay, it's a koala. Sorry, buddy. So, d- so when we would drink, I would get him ticked off. I'd be like, yeah, you out chasing koala bears again? Do they, does he get upset about kangaroo? Should it just be kanga? Mm, well, that's the hat, I think. But yeah, kangol, yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't, Betty kanga or kangai? Yeah, kangai. He doesn't really have strong opinions about kangaroos. I think he had a bad experience once. He won't talk about it. It probably has to do with probing. Maybe they're not of this world. Maybe. I mean, they are marsupials. And uh, never trust a marsupial because they're fast. And they've got the yeah. pouches, too. Yeah. Possums are North America's only marsupial, by the way. Yeah, which they they actually hide weapons and stuff in there, I'm convinced. I think so. You know, otherwise, why would you be so calm and, like, go to sleep when people come up and touch you? I know. So, so one time when I was in college, I was on my way back from a party, and I was walking, and I saw a possum. And I scared him, so he actually laid down and played dead, like possums are wont to do. So I joined in, and... He actually, after I don't know how much time it was, because I was playing possum, he got up and started to move. And I jumped up and said, ha, gotcha. And he immediately wanted round two, but I just went home. <laughs> I helped possum to possum. So we have a pet door, right, for yes. the dogs? Yes. And it leads out to a deck. Our dog brought in a huge possum that was asleep. <laughs> like, he just kind just of carrying just it or? pulled it in the house. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the hell are you doing, you know? So I'm sitting there with a push broom, open the sliding glass door. It's the dead of winter out pushing this possum out the door because I sure as hell don't want to touch the thing and have it, like, grab a hold of me. Now that I, I know a little more about them, um, you may have saw my wife actually grabbed one the other day, a small baby yeah, one. a little baby possum. Yeah, and it was tiny. So, it, But, you know, they're, they're extremely docile animals. Like yeah, the they are. The chances of getting bit by one are nil. Yeah. I, I'm not encouraging people to go out and pet possums. I'm, actually, this podcast, the PNA Podcast Express, does not condone touching any wild animals. Actually, it's no, not without their express written consent. Right, because that's just wrong. Always ask first. Be like, "May I pet you?" I mean, if they don't answer in English, it's, they may not speak the language. Some are bilingual. Um, I do that for my cat. I always leave on the Spanish channel when I leave, so my cat's bilingual. El meow. Yes. Yeah. That's how my cat says when I come home usually. Yeah. So your cat's a male? Well. <laughs> masculine? Very masculine, but not a male. I mean, it's a very butch cat. Okay. She's a, she's a bruiser. <laughs> my, my cats are just, they're just dumb cats. They, they don't even talk. Really? No, not at huh. all. My cat talks once in a while, but. Usually it's, it's got to be the right mood, and usually there's bright lights in the sky first, and I have visions of being lifted into a, an unidentified flying aircraft for a while, and they usually don't do the anal probe stuff that I remember, but I don't know. There's a lot of things I forget. Well, if they're not good at it, it'd be forgettable, I would imagine. And then the earth disappears for about 10 minutes, and all of a sudden it's the flip side of it, and yeah. I don't understand. Well, I, I want to know if there earth is flat what is on the edges right is it like sharp like a blade is there like or is it like a quarter with the like ridges and everything across it yeah or is it 
And does it spin like that? Right. You know, is that the rotation that it gets is from somebody spinning it, and it eventually is it going to go wobble, 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 wobble <laughs> on the table? Maybe that's what causes earthquakes. Oh, that could be. I'm, you know, <laughs> I, we keep going. I could be a flat earther. <laughs> we're going to convince ourselves throughout this podcast that we're flat earthers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I drove here, and I didn't see no curvature. I know. That's one of the things they always say. They're like, I don't see no curvature. And it's like, well, you know that the earth is extremely large, and it's all about, once again, perspective. But what do I know? Yeah, that sounds like something they'd tell you because they didn't want you to know the earth was <coughs> I love people that think that we haven't landed on the moon, too. Yeah. That's amazing to me. And I, but I am still confused. Why haven't we went back? Is it the whole Transformers theory? There's robots. I think so. We don't know what's on the dark side of the moon. Right. I mean, it's it's been sung about extensively. Yeah. That we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. What is there? Maybe they know something that we don't. I. That's the side of the moon. Starbucks. Maybe. (laughs) It's probably just a bunch of astronauts. That's where they go to fart. Holy crap! (laughs) And now it's now it's you know so methane-filled that it has its own atmosphere. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So if anybody lit a match, it would actually propel the moon toward the Earth more, and then the tides would go crazy, and we'd experience uh, generational flooding. Which, luckily, the moon would just skip off, and people can't see the visual I'm giving you here, but it would skip off the flat edge of the Earth. Right. And just continue on. And next thing you know, it would be Saturn's moon. Yeah. Or Even though Saturn already has side. a bunch of moons. It would just be on the other side. Maybe it would have rocketed into the sun. I would hope not. I mean, I mean, the sun has enough problems, I feel like. Yeah, and, and I feel like the burnt cheese smell would get to us. Yeah. Because you know, I'm pretty sure that's still a thing. Yeah, that the moon is made of cheese. Yeah. What a preposterous preposition. Why was that so prevalent? Of a thing when we were kids, like I think you know, much like I thought that I'd have to deal with quicksand a lot more than I have to in my life, as well as vampires. I think it's just the the times. I think it's the stories, the lore, the things that people say. And let's face it, you're. I, I mean, we both have kids. You tell your kids some pretty interesting shit just to try to convince them to do things. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I've I've used fear as a motivator before. And I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed of it, but not really. I no, mean, I, I've used fear as a motivator, you know, I've leveraged love, you know, yeah. things like that. So, well, you know, if, well, if you loved me, you'd do it. No, wait, I mean, no, no, that's, well, don't I, use I've, that. I've always told my children that I have a favorite. That's I've right. I've never told them. Just which one, one it is, right. Yeah. Now, that's a very savvy, that's a very savvy move. Now, now that they're older, I've told them it was neither. That's right. That I, 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 it was all a lie. Kind of hate you both equally. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you should still compete for my For my love and affection, yeah. But, you know, some of the pressure's off, I guess. You but know. there really are no winners in this game. It's a zero-sum game. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel that way, too. I, I, I'm going to need to have a talk with my kids this weekend, I feel like. Yeah, I, I think that that would be appropriate and, you know, make sure to make them feel as little about themselves as you can. I don't want to make them feel bad. I mean, that's that's just quality parenting tips right there, I feel like. I, I just want them to be apathetic so that they are prepared for the world's letdowns. Right. Like, the moon is not made of cheese. The moon is not made of cheese. You probably will never encounter quicksand. And, yeah, just other things. I mean, Scooby-Doo really messed us all up. I have encountered quicksand. Have you really? I have. Do tell. So, um... Out on the lakeshore, uh-huh. if you get by a lot of the rivers near Huron Shores Golf Course, mm-hmm. 
the streams and stuff through there have a tremendous amount of quicksand. Oh, really? And I have been up to my chest before thinking, damn it, I don't know, I don't remember what to do here from the cartoons. This is how I meet my maker. Yeah. Wow. But then I realized that I was like, it really wasn't that big of a round of a, of a area of quicksand and uh -huh. that I was, I was like easily able to get out. Right. Um, it's just that shock for a moment. Yeah, like you so sink like, so oh. fast in it, you know. But it's not like the slow sinking quicksand that you're like, oh, right. Oh no, here I go, you know. Somebody grab me a rope. It was like, <laughs> see, <laughs> whoa. See, as a person who lives alone, I combat this all the time, especially when I'm sitting in my chair and I'm like, like eating Cheetos, being a pig about it, and there's cheese dust everywhere, and, and I might be in my you know undershirt and boxers, and I think to myself, if I were to die right now, what a tragic scene that would be. Somebody's like, oh, he died eating Cheetos in his chair and in his underwear. Some people would think, wow, what a tragedy. I feel for that guy. And other people would be like, living the dream. D that's true. That's So you always have to look at the flip side of it. Thank you. Right. So it's all about perspective. There's exactly. always two sides to the flat earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, and I'm assuming that the other side right now is warm. God, I would hope so because it's not here. No. Ugh. It was 21 degrees when I went to work this morning. It's ridiculous. So much for global warming, I guess. Yeah, so much for wearing shorts like a week ago. I know. You know, and, and just thinking, oh. This Michigan weather is just uh, killing yeah. us all. This is not so bad. Not so bad. I have a friend in Antarctica right now, and she's like, it's, it's cold here. I said, I told you it was going to be cold there. You're at the bottom of the goddamn earth. Yeah. Well, sorry, the flat side of the earth. Well, you're probably in the middle. Or the ridge of the earth. The, the middle of one of the sides. You know, of all the things I've ever aspired to do in my life, visiting the North Pole or the South Pole is not one of them. No. No. I read an article the other day about climbing Mount Everest. And, and speaking of things making you feel small and insignificant, oh. and to get to the top, you've got to pass like 250 bodies. Yeah, because they just leave them there. They don't take them off. It's and some of, them, some of them have, as a matter of fact, become landmarks for the climbs. They're yeah. like... They're like the one guy with the brand new boots. I forget what color they are, but he's like green boot guy or something. It's like yep. his body's just sitting there. And a lot of these bodies are very well preserved. Like last year, they had a problem during the climbing season because the climbing season was so short that the Sherpas were unable to take everybody. They took large groups. And sometimes only a certain amount of people can get to the, the top, the, the peak, the pinnacle at a certain time. So you have to stay at a camp. But the, it's very treacherous there. So people were dying left and right. Last year, I think it was one of the deadliest years of Everest climbing, yeah. I feel like. And there's been like 15 people die this climbing season so far. And it's like, right. eventually it's not, you know, eventually is it going to be taller? What's the, what's the appeal? What's the appeal here? Oh, I, I, I've made it to the top of Mount Everest. Well, good for you. You're a fucking dumbass. Yeah, I've made it to the highest point on the earth. I've flown in a plane, you know, <laughs> so piss off. <laughs> I've farted on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, I, I mean, you, you could sit there and be like, yeah, I, I, I climbed that, you know, and I could be like, I got to that same altitude in about 42 seconds. Yeah, it didn't take any time it, it, at all. Know. Oh, and I was warm, and they brought me drinks. So I've been to the top. When I lived in Seattle, we went to Mount Rainier, which is one of the tall. I think it is the tallest in, in uh, the United States. Um, it's pretty wild because one of the points near the top, uh, you still there's still another 2,500 feet of elevation, but... We actually had a snowball fight in August because there was still lots of snow, but it was like 65, 70 degrees. 
My kids loved it. It's a weird sensation, but as far as climbing the rest of the mountain, I got offered to. They're like, you want to climb to the top of, of Mount Rainier? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yep. They're yeah. like, oh, it's, a, it, it's, it's something you can put on your resume. I'm like, can you fucking actually put, oh, I made it to the top of Mount Rainier on your goddamn resume? Are yeah. you kidding me? I walked to the petroglyphs the other day. Yeah. You know, we'll put that on your resume ago. then. I should. That seems like a resume builder to I me. Didn't, I didn't even, like, stop at the big petroglyph. We, like, walked further. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I so could put, went to the petroglyphs and beyond dot, dot, and dot. And beyond dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And if they asked you, well, what's beyond? Be like, I can't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not at liberty to say. I, I, you, it's one of those things that once you pass a certain point, they tell you it's the first rule of the petroglyphs. Right. Nobody speaks of what's beyond. That's right. I, fun fact about Phil, I've lived this close most of my life. I mean, 30 years of my life. I've never been to the petroglyphs. I, it was the first time I'd ever been there. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this, if you go there... Because we went there and the main like pavilion thing was closed, but yeah. we went beyond. Well worth going beyond. I will definitely go back this next summer and, and walk like the whole thing. So it, some of the art and illustrations, are there alien life forms? It's just... There's... It's just interesting. Okay. You know, I mean, it, to to really totally explain it, you could definitely tell it's like... I mean, there, there's lots of like, Joni loves chachi shit carved into some of the ones that are beyond because they're not protected by anything. Isn't that a dick move, too? It, it is. These old things, like when I, a couple of years ago, I think somebody vandalized them, spray-painted them and stuff. Yep. What is the use of that? And, you know, I was a very, uh, I was into vandalism big time when I was a teenager. I'm not going to lie. I was a little shit. I was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But I would never do anything like that because I actually do respect history. And I think that, yeah, you know. I mean, you think about something like that that's so big and beyond you right know, and and not to put a damper on our on our joyous podcast here, but man, what an asshole move to right. go there and and just be like whoever did uh, that for shame. Yeah, you know these have been around thousands of years, and you come and along with a fucking can of Krylon and decide you want a goddamn market tag exactly it with your bullshit. You know, and I'm sure it was something like sire power or something like that, or some wannabe gang yeah. symbol or some sire power posse. Yeah. yeah, is that what it is? That's what, that's what was big when I was in school. Sire power isn't yeah. that isn't that a a company that sells a, a damn betcha it is that sells bull semen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I knew it. Sire power posse. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they sell bull semen, and interestingly enough, bull semen comes in they store it in liquid nitrogen to preserve it until it's time to, of course impregnate the cow with it. It comes in these little straws. But uh, that was always my favorite thing to do is fuck around with the can of liquid nitrogen at the farm. Like, I throw oh, all kinds yeah. of shit into it. Hell yeah. Liquid nitrogen is pretty great. I know, I'd love to get some liquid nitrogen. Now, I, I've been thinking that, actually. I had this thought on my drive to work the other day. I want to I get some liquid nitrogen and just start, you know, breaking shit. Putting shit in and seeing how it, how it reacts when you slam it down on the cement floor. Or A lot like the uh, Prestige Worldwide yeah, step brothers, you know, boats we, and hose. We put liquid paper on a bee. The That's bee right. died. You know, I want to see what what happens to a bee in liquid nitrogen. Now I kind of want. Yeah, ooh, maybe a murder hornet. Bees. Yeah, no, don't, no, no, don't. So bees are very vital to yeah. our world. But yeah. hornets, fuck hornets. And Absolutely. I, and I like honey. Hornets don't produce honey. No, hornets just produce pain. Yeah, and and just disappointment. Yeah, that's probably why my nickname was Hornet with my parents. Huh. Wow. Holy shit, you really just tied something there together for me. Well, you know, that's what we do here. I just produce pain and disappointment. That actually sums up my childhood very accurately, as far as from my parents' perspective. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, Damn. That might be how they feel. I'm sorry. I'm taking aback for a moment now. Yeah, I, I've kind of, I've kind of <laughs> had to sidestep. I'm, I'm watching for the edge of the world here, so I don't. Fall I know. Off I, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So, so I tried to explain this concept to my kids, and they kind of understand it, but they don't. Anything in this world that has mass actually has its own gravitational pull. But the larger the mass, the more the gravitational pull. Everything, anything that has mass in the world has a gravitational pull. So they're like, what about this? What about this? I'm like, it has its own gravitational pull. And anytime it has mass, it has a gravitational pull. They're like, what about the Earth? I'm like, well, the Earth has the best gravitational pull of all. It's the law. And they didn't think it was funny. Then they thought about it, and they're like, you're right. The law of gravity with the Earth is literally what keeps us here. Yes. Now, is your theory that it is a pull from the Earth or that it is like a space fabric that holds things to the Earth because of the mass of the Earth? I th you know, this is interesting. Because it's rotating and because it has so much mass, obviously the core, the core of the Earth is very dense. Probably one of the most dense things in this world is the core of the Earth. That so, Eddie Fury. Well, Eddie Fury is very dense, too. But, so I just wonder, you know, we've always talked about trying to reach the core of the Earth. I was fascinated with this as a child. Dinosaurs in the core of the Earth were like, it's kind of interesting why I didn't have any friends now that I think about it. But Not a mystery at all. <laughs> not a mystery at all. I thought about drilling to the center of the Earth would be fascinating. But what would it do? I mean, there's speculations. There's all kinds of movies and theories that, like, oh, yeah. it could actually cause the Earth to no longer exist if we right. were to crack the core of the Earth. So, if you stop the rotation of the Earth's molten this core, this is some Superman-like shit right yeah. now. Well, and you know that that's like goes back to the whole thing of is the is gravitational pull um, we're from losing, within we're or is it like seventy percent of our audience here? So, because <laughs> you know. <laughs> But it is the Earth's gravitational pull external, external, or internal, or internal, and is it is it a, is both a factor? You know, mm. it, if if you picture space as a four dimensional <laughs> sheet of spandex, yeah. and you take a heavy marble and put it in the middle of it, every other marble that you put on there is going to flow towards that marble, unless of course you put like a bowling ball on there, and then they will all flow towards that. You know what I enjoy doing. I've I've only done it once, and it wasn't at somebody's house. But if you really, really, oh, I thought you had two kids. If you're really, really, <laughs> <laughs> if you're really, really angry at someone, go find a large rock and just drop it, hold it over your head, and just drop it in their toilet and watch the thing shatter. It's huh. fascinating. I figured you'd be more of an upper decker kind of guy, but I've done that too as well. But I, I mean, that is um, that's more of a warning shot because it can be fixable, grossly fixable. But, I mean, if you drop a rock from above your head height into somebody's toilet, it's total destruction. It's mayhem. You know, one of the things that when I go Sorry, your marble story in the world didn't yeah. remind me of that. Yeah. Well, and, and this is going to lead into a whole other tangent because <laughs> one of the things that I used to do when I went to parties was, and for anybody who I don't want the nasty emails. Oh, by the way, we know. should give our email to it. Yeah, we, we will. We'll, <laughs> okay, we'll, okay. But, uh, if you've listened this long, here's our wanna, email. I don't want to do that right after I say I don't want the nasty emails because that's just inviting it. But, but those are you, fun sometimes. When you go to a party and, and somebody ticks you off, <laughs> the, especially if, they're, if it's at like their parents' house, the best thing that you can do is find every remote in the house uh -huh. and do something with it. <laughs> so like one of the things that we would do is me and another friend of mine, a couple times we got remotes and we just took them all. And then, like, two weeks later, 
we taped them up really tight and we put them in their mailbox. That's perfect. But then we've also done things like put them in the upper deck of the tank <laughs> so that like... And know, remotes typically aren't waterproof either. No, no. But imagine people's surprise when, <laughs> when they're like, huh. See, I did something of similar ilk, but my go-to was always put them in the freezer. Yeah. Probably yeah. not as destructive to the remote. So no, but still, still people open up the freezer like, what in the hell is the remote doing in the freezer? Yeah. And then they're well, like, holy shit, this, this latest round of pot I got is really good. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, putting them in, bringing them back and putting them in tape and encasing them in tape. Right. You know, usually a clear packing tape so they could see what it was. Yeah. That was more of a public service, I thought. Yeah, well, if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna return those two weeks later, you've went out and you've bought universal remotes, right? And, and then now you have extra remotes, and they just show up. So actually, I'm helping you out, my friend. Right. So my favorite thing to do when I worked at uh, one of the companies, we all had individual offices, but we had um, windows in the office doors. So one of the greatest pranks, and I did this probably a dozen times. If you left your keys sitting on your desk and you weren't at your desk. I would tape your keys to the back window inside of the the door, lock the door, and close it. So that way you come up and your keys are sitting there hanging on the inside taped. I did uh, that quite a few times to people. I was I was called an asshole a lot. Yeah, I can see that. But, you know, don't leave your keys sitting around. That's right. Or the old the old adage, you can really you could still do it with the, the, the computer mouse now, but with the old trackball ones where you put a piece of tape on the bottom and people will scroll it, scroll it. They always do the same thing. Everybody that they bang it on the desk a couple times. Bang, bang. Yeah. Or you just take the ball all together. Yeah, we've it. done that too. Yeah. yeah. You know, or you take one wheel and put tape on one wheel so it would do everything <laughs> but go to the right, you know. <laughs> They're caught in a roundabout forever. Man, <laughs> talk about continuing to alienate what little audience we have left at this point you know <laughs> we, we're talking you know astrophysics one minute and the fabric of space and time and then you know oh you remember on the rollerball and half the people are like what the what the, the shit are ball? these guys talking about you know maybe we should tell some more fart jokes i don't know probably we should probably uh, so oh this is a good one so we used to eat, when i worked in bay city we used to eat at the chinese buffet i was a young very young man in college so you know i ate horribly and my digestive system was just a mess if you can imagine and so we're coming out of the Chinese buffet and I had just gorged myself with probably between four to seven plates of food because once again college kid I'm gonna get my money's worth right yeah so all my friends were in front of me and they've got double doors at this place so I go through the first door and I just (laughs) probably one of the biggest parts I've ever let in my life and I turn around, and I kid you not, probably two feet behind me is this probably 85-year-old woman that's maybe five <laughs> foot tall with the look of terror on her face like I've never seen before. She just looked at me like I had uh, basically killed her whole family in front of her. And uh, I just looked back at her, and I said, excuse me, I'm sorry. And she just looked at me and couldn't even respond. So I opened the next door for her, for her and she walked a little bit, and she had to stop and collect herself. So I probably damn near gave her a heart attack, too. Or restarted it. <laughs> Maybe one of the two. So, so even my friends are like, they, they turned around after they heard it, and they saw it, and they said, this lady's eyes were just massive. <laughs> she could not believe what had just happened. I, uh, I was in Walmart yesterday, I believe, uh-huh. and I was back by electronics. And, you know, if you're coming around um, and you're heading towards electronics, 
and you come around by the tools there. Yeah. And I was going to take a left. My, my <laughs> whole intention was to go back towards the foods, grab a couple things quick. And there was a family on their own in, uh, like, by where the Xbox games and stuff are. So I'm still quite a ways from them, right? Right. But as I'm turning the corner, I, I heard what could only be described as, like, a car accident. <laughs> and, like, the insane laughter of the dad <laughs> of course. and the total embarrassment of the mom and yeah. the kids and uh you know so it only took me a minute to realize that it was her that obviously had to do it you know but i kind of did one of those things where i'm going to take a step but i swing my leg around and go the other way towards automotive whoop an just, about face yeah just to not only not have to go through the uh the dusting that had just <laughs> happened but also to hopefully give some relief to the poor woman that was literally about to die. That it cut loose. Yeah. Just, just let it all hang out. So <laughs> I, it was uh, it was an amazing, amazing <sighs> moment for all of us. I mean, for a moment our eyes locked and I was kind of, you know, kind of <laughs> our eyes locked. That's fantastic. Know. Like, ooh, good job on you. Yeah. You know, that's another thing in life I want to get to. Like, I noticed my grandfathers, both of them, like especially when they were probably in their 70s maybe. I think it's 70s you hit this age. Where you can just fart anywhere at any time and feel oh, no yeah. shame. Feel no. no shame. No. There's no shame. And it might just be that you have no control over it. That <laughs> it way. could be that, too. You know. And my grandpa would always say the same thing. Ope. Yeah. Ope. Or, or oh, there are ducks around here. <laughs> oh, somebody stepped on a duck. Uh, my buddy in college was always pissed because I'd always fart and go, oops. And he said, there's no oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's face it. When is the last time you actually know somebody who stepped on a duck? And I'm sure it did. I'm sure it was more of a, you know, a high pitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I mean, it's boy, we really have gone a <laughs> off large, the rails, a large swath. Let's of, talk about space time continuum a little yeah. more. So you know, yeah, I, I can't even go back to that. At this point, I, I've I've literally dumbed myself down so much that I can't even go back to thinking about that. Uh, so one time I was in the store. And uh, this little kid farted, and he was laughing about it, and his mother yelled at him. And I gave him a little nudge, and I'm like, don't worry, buddy. Farts will always be funny. I was, <laughs> I was in a store one time in a Kmart in uh, Port Huron. Oh, a Kmart. That's a throwback right there. Yeah, Kmart in Port Huron, <laughs> when it was like where the Harbor Freight and stuff is. Yeah. And um, I was with a couple of friends, and I'm just standing there looking at something, and this kid probably, I don't know, five walks up to me. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I had seen it in a movie or something, so I, I don't want to pretend like this was an original line or anything. But <laughs> Right, right. He comes up and he, he says, have you seen my mom? And I literally looked at him and go, I go, yeah, she's gone and she's never coming back. <laughs> Just as deadpan and straight face it could be. And I went right back to looking what I was looking at. <laughs> and uh, I put it down and I start to walk away and I just hear... She's gone and she's never coming back. So luckily the mom heard it and came running over. What's the matter? <laughs> and the kid couldn't even talk. You know, he's like, he's trying to he's tell her. He's just a ball of snot and tears. You know, and it comes out more like, <laughs> and, you know, of course, at this point, she's just like, oh, you little idiot. You know, you're so stupid. You can't even tell me what's going on. You know, <laughs> I should so, just leave you here. Yeah, I should just leave you here. I should never come back. So, you know, uh, and so I, I just walk away. But that that was one of the, uh, that was one of those moments where I, I wish I could go back to it. I wish I'd yeah. have videotaped it because 
you know, it was pretty Remind pretty me the special. next podcast. I have a Kmart story, too, but I don't want to break it this one because it's going to be more an ilk along the lines of the next one, I feel like, or it could set the tone for it. I have a fantastic Kmart story. Yeah. Is it a Sadusky Kmart story? Yes, it is. Oh, fantastic. Even better. Yeah. And this is, a, this is an astounding story. This is a, has a little bit of everything, folks. You'll enjoy it. And uh, more than us talking about uh, Star Wars and anal probes and, and space-time continuums and the core of the Earth, I feel like. I feel like we really brought a lot into this episode. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about the, the broad spectrum. Something for everybody. If, it, if anything, our audience is probably walking away from this a little bit dumber than when they started, I feel like. On some parts, yes. That yeah. they, will, they will have definitely lost some IQ points. They are more dumb. But on other parts, they're going to go, oh, I never thought, I never thought about, about gravity way. as a fabric, as spandex, of all things. You know, that's the thing. Like, 80s music, if you look at videos from a lot of those songs, so much spandex, my friend. Yeah, but definitely not indents. No. You know, there was more protrusion. Just remember that spandex is a right. <laughs> it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's a privilege, not a right. Yes, spandex yes. is a privilege, not a right. Yeah, and I, I think, you know... There must have been a lot of specials on, you know, free sweet potato with every... <laughs> the, you're supposed to put the potato sport. in the front. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So That's a great joke. You know, <laughs> too, the potato goes in the front. <laughs> I think there was instructions and maybe even a pocket to put it in. I think so. It has the potato pocket. It, during the height of... Banana hammocks. Yeah, during the height I love the phrase banana hammock, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty It makes me giggle every time. Anytime I think about it, banana hammock is great. How are we doing over here? We're doing great. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Good. Good to hear it. Awesome. We're talking about nothing. We talk... uh, That's our favorite thing is nothing. (laughs) We have 40... We're 46 minutes into nothing. We should probably break this off pretty soon. We probably should. I know, and our glasses, our pint glasses are empty. We're on 46 minutes. We should probably get out of here with this one. We probably should. So, with that. Great. Please and thank you. Thank you. PBR. So, that's not professional bull riders. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, it's uh, Pep's Blue Ribbon. It won an award. Yeah, at one point. (laughs) Back in the 1800s. Yeah. (sighs) Well, it's the only beer here. Well, I was drinking a PBR, and uh, damn this thing. It's all these bright lights, and next thing I know, I'm getting uh, anal probe. I'm getting anal probe, and they stuck a ribbon on my chest. They won't even let me take my PBR with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we should wrap this up. Let's do it. Well, I want to wish everybody a uh, happy whatever time of the day it is. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, maybe we should just call it happy hour. Happy hour to you. Yeah, just happy hour to you, because that's about how long this podcast is. Sub hour. We (laughs) have... We have wasted 46 minutes. At, at this point, if you're looking at, at the little bar, you're at 46 minutes and uh, 58 seconds of your life that we have wasted. We appreciate you wasting it with us. We certainly do. Thank you to everybody. Uh, find us on iTunes, Spotify, our website, miondemand.com. And, there we uh, are. And we have an email address. We invite you to you know, email us something random. And please just let us know if you're listening or what you want us to talk about. I mean, we're open yeah. for anything, we, obviously. We, we, can, we can work whatever you decide to throw at us. We will work it into our... It's a podcast about nothing. Yeah. I mean, really, we come into this with empty heads. So if you email us even during the podcast and we, and we see it, I won't guarantee that we'll see it. And by the, by the end of it, our heads are still empty, but our bladders probably aren't. Yes. Yes. 
Very true. <laughs> so for Phil Nickel, I will say good night. I'm Adam Filkins. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>